بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال بادروا بالأعمال سبعا هل تنتظرون إلا فقرا منسيا وغنا مطغيا ومرضا مفسدا وهرما مفندا أو موتا مجهزا أو الدجال فشر غائب ينتظر أو الساعة Continuing with the hadith, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Hasten with good deeds before seven things overtake you. Are you waiting for poverty that will cause you to forget or causes forgetfulness, or are you waiting for affluence that will cause you to transgress, or are you waiting for illness that will disable you, or are you waiting for old age that will bring on senility, or are you waiting for a sudden death, or are you waiting for Dajjal, and that is to be, that is what an evil unseen creation that is to be. Or are you waiting for the final hour, which will be terrible and most bitter? As we mentioned, there are certain instances which Rasulullah mentioned, which refer to specific individuals. And in the latter part of the hadith, the fitnas that lie ahead, or the tests that lie ahead, are of a general nature. Two of them are specifically mentioned in this hadith. One is Dajjal. And with regards to Dajjal or the fitna of Dajjal, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَشَرُّ غَائِبٍ يُنْتَظَرُ What an evil, what an evil unseen creation that is to be. We find that the fitna of Dajjal is a very, very great fitna and it is such a fitna in many, many ahadith we are taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to seek protection from the fitna of Dajjal. In fact, in one hadith it is mentioned, إِذَا تَشَهَدَ أَحَدُكُمَ التَّشَهُدُ الْأَخِيرِ فَلْيَقُلْ أَلَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ عَذَابِ جَهَنَّمِ وَمِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبْرِ وَمِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَحْيَى وَالْمَمَاتِ وَمِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَسِيحِ الدَّجَّال the Rasulullah said that in your salah, when you reach the last tashahud, at-tashahud al-akhir, it is the last rakat, you recite the last tashahud, then say this. In other words, say this supplication, this dua. Oh Allah, verily I seek protection from you, from the azab of Jahannam, from the punishment of Jahannam, and I seek protection from the azab of the qabr. And I seek protection from the fitnas, from the trials of life and of death. And I seek protection from the fitna of Masihud Dajjal. So Rasulullah in fact taught us to seek protection from Dajjal in every salah. This is such a great fitna that Allah's Rasulullah we can understand it from this expression, فَشَرُّ غَائِبْ This is the worst of the unseen creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yuntazar, that you are waiting for. In other words, this fitna will definitely come to pass. 
with regards to the jal very very briefly we find in ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam descriptions about the jal this fitna will last for 40 days however these 40 days are such that the first day will last for one year then the next day will be will last for one month the third day of the 40 days of the jal's fitna will last for one week and then the remaining days each one will be equivalent to one normal day the jal it is mentioned about his physical description that inabun tafia his eyes will look like a protruding grape he has his one eye awar the jal al awar the arabic expression awar refers means one eye he will be one eye and he will be an extremely powerful creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is mentioned that he will appear in an area where there is severe drought the animals are dying the crops are devastated the land is absolutely dry and the jal will invite people it's mentioned in the hadith our khabith kafir filthy degenerate disbelieving creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but like we mentioned physically very mighty and powerful he will invite the people of that area to bring iman upon him to that he is nauzubillah allah interestingly it's also mentioned in hadith that on the forehead of the jar the words kafara that is kafir will be written however only people of true iman whose hearts are filled with the nur of iman will be able to actually read these words in fact even if a person is illiterate he cannot read or write but he has true iman he will be able to read the words kufr that are written on the forehead of the jar a disbeliever or a munafik will look at the forehead of the jal and he will not see these words. He will not be able to read this kaf farah that is written. Nevertheless, he will come to this area. He will invite people to bring iman upon him that nauzubillah he is Allah. If they bring iman upon him, on one command from the jal, the rain will start falling. The land will regenerate. It will be, the rivers will start flowing, flowers will start blossoming. Animals whose others had become dried would fill up and they would start producing milk. Ajeeb, ajeeb, astonishing things people will see as a result of what they will believe is the iman that they brought upon the jal. And as a result of that, many, many people will lose their iman. On the other hand, the jal will come to an area which is flourishing, where there is plenty of rainwater, etc., he will invite people to bring iman upon him that nauzubillah he is allah if the people reject then on the command of the jal the land will dry up there will be drought there will be devastation in fact it comes in the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam innahu yaji ma'ahu bi mithalil jannati wan nar the jal will bring with him what will appear to be an example of jannat and jahannam said that which the jal will refer to as paradise will in fact be jahannam will in fact be the fire and that which he refers to as the fire will be jannat 
He will say to some people that bring Iman upon me and I will give you Jannat. They will bring Iman upon him. He will make them enter into what they will think is Jannat. But Nabi Salaam said, he and Nad, it is in fact the fire. And likewise, the converse or the opposite will happen. The Jal will bring a dead person to life. He will cause the body of a person to be split into two pieces in front of the people's eyes. And then on the command of the Jal, these two pieces will come together again. So such a great test and fitna this is that Allah's Rasul taught us that Allah should, we should constantly supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to seek protection from the Dajjal. A lot of what we can gauge or understand from the description that we have already briefly mentioned about the Dajjal is that a very large section of his fitna or test will have to do with science or with technological advancement, causing rain to fall, crops to come alive, bringing the dead to life, etc. These are lot, a lot of these have to do with scientific claims. Recently, oh, majority of humanity is going through this fitna of this coronavirus pandemic, which has to do with medical science. And we can see in the face of this fitna how instead of taking us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are many, many people that have a distance from the masjid. Up till now, Abadi of masjid, up till now we are afraid to go anywhere. Up till now, our entire lifestyles have been affected and more of greater concern is the effect that it has had upon our deen. And yet this coronavirus, if you have to analyze it, is a pandemic, a flu pandemic. And it's not something that can even be seen. When many people have compromised their dini principles in the face of a fitna which cannot even be seen, what a great fitna will this represent? Sharru ghaib, where Nabi Salaam said, this is the worst fitna that you are waiting for. Here you will actually see the Dajjal. And you will see him do things that are absolutely mind-boggling. So how great a test will this be upon the iman of people? And this is why we find in this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam coming back to the subject matter, Badiru, Rabbi Salaam said, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't delay. Hasten. Apply yourself. Give everything you have towards a'mal, towards preparing akhirat, for your akhirat, towards the preservation and development of your iman. Before these fitnas and these tests come upon you as a result of which it may lead to a person giving up his a'mal and in many instances Allah protect us, it may lead to a person giving up his deen giving up his iman also. So before that actually happens, hasten and persevere upon amal. We find that the seventh thing that is mentioned in this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Hal tantadhirun, are you waiting? What are you waiting for? Asa? Are you waiting for qiyamat before you will make tawbah? Are you waiting for qiyamat before you will become pabund upon your salah? Are you waiting for qiyamat before you will correct your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What are you waiting for? Are we sa'a? Are you waiting for the final hour? Wasa'atu adha wa amar. Rasulullah said that will be most terrible and will be extremely bitter. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Bali sa'atu mawiduhum. Wasa'atu adha wa amar. The same words that Quran uses, Rasulullah uses in this hadith. 
Allah says, Qiyamat, the final hour is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is indeed, it is indeed extremely terrible and most bitter. How terrible? Ittaku rabbakum inna zalzalata sa'ati shayun azim. Yawma tarawnaha tadhalu kullu murdi'atin amma arda'at wa tadhau kullu dhati hamlin hamlaha. Allah says, Verily, fear, fear, for verily the tremor of Qiyamat, Shayun Azim, is a very, very great thing. It is a day when you will see every breastfeeding woman will abandon her child, every pregnant woman will abort her child. وَتَرَ النَّاسَ سُكَارَ وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارَ وَلَكِنَّ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ شَدِيدٌ Mankind, Anas, mankind will be in a state of drunken stupor. They will be, they will lose consciousness. They will be totally devastated mentally, physically. Allah Ta'ala says, in reality, the word Quran uses sukara like a drunk man. They will become drunk. وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارَ But in reality, they are not drunk. But the azab of Allah is very, very severe. Many, many places Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes qiyamah. But one overriding concept which the Quran uses when referring to asa'a, to the final hour, to qiyamah, is that it will happen very suddenly. Very, مَا يَنْذُرُونَ إِلَّا سَيْحَةً وَاحِدًا إِنْ كَانَتْ إِلَّا سَيْحَةً وَاحِدًا all of a sudden, all of a sudden, in other words, the knowledge of when it's going to happen is only in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in hadith Jibreel, when Jibreel alayhi salam asked the question that when is Qiyamat, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, anha alam bin The one who is asking and the one who is being asked do not have greater knowledge about this. This is only in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's sudden. So before that, the overriding message of the hadith, before these fitnas, hasten, persevere upon amal. Why? Because once these fitnas comes, then layan fa'ubadaha amal. After this, actions will not, help, will not help you. Then it will be nadama, then it will be regret. If a person has to delay, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, ma min abdin, ma min mayyitin yamutu illa nadima. He said, every one of you, when you die, every person, when he dies, he will regret. They said, Ya Rasulullah, what will be the regret? What will be the regret of a person? He said, In kana muhsinan. In kana muhsinan, nadim Allah yakunu is dad. If a person did good in this world, he will still regret. What will his regret be? Why didn't I do even more? Why didn't I do even more? In kana musi'an, nadim Allah yakunu ustu'atib. And if he had disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what will be his regret? That why didn't I seize the wrong that I was doing? Why didn't I turn in apology to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why didn't I turn in repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In other words, إِغْتَنِمَّا بَقِيَ مِنْ عُمْرِكَ إِنَّ بَقِيَةَ عُمْرَ الْمُؤْمِنَ لَا قِيمَةَ لَهُ Whatever is left of your life, whatever is left of your life, whatever precious moments you have, value this. Value whatever life Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Ulama say, بَقِيَّةَ عُمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ لَا قِيمَةَ لَهُ Whatever is left of your life, you can't put a price upon it. Every moment, 
is very, very precious. In fact, the most precious commodity which Allah has given you and I, my respected brothers, is not wealth. The most precious commodity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is time, is whatever is left of our life. We can't put a price upon this. And we have to value it, populate the time which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you with a'mal. Sayyid bin Jubayr rahimahullah used to say, Kullu yawmin ya'ishuhul mu'min ghanima. He used to say, every day that a mu'min lives, every day that Allah has given you, today is a new day, every day is a ghanimat, is valuable. Ightanimhu, value this, don't waste it. Allah give us tawfiq swallah.